We were just debating whether, first question was uh, whether cyclists uh, eat cheese. Well, I eat cheese and I cycle, so I don't know if that answers your question for you. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. I, I think, there you go, definitive. Bro, bro definitive. There's a difference between cycling and being a cyclist, isn't there? Oh, that's a dig, oh, that, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's a stab. I don't know about yeah, a dig. Yeah, it is. That's the end of my... Okay, that's the end of my... <laughs> conception of myself as anything other than somebody who just poodles around on a shopper (laughs) i don't know i think i was just saying i thought that cheese is not a bad recovery food um because marathon runners you can Mm. eat you know it's a good surely it's too heavy protein you don't eat very much of it though do you i mean the french have got this right don't the french have have cheese after meat because it helps metabolize the meat helps you digest it better i think more facts we don't know but a lot of the peloton these days are vegans aren't they so they're not even eating meat so i I didn't realize this was for the love of nutrition (laughs) this podcast i'm obviously in the wrong place i must have got the wrong link i'll pop off you you go to any continental (laughs) hotel and cheese is on the breakfast menu well, I'm, yeah. a big, I'm a big fan of cheese at breakfast. I must admit, I do. I think the Germans have got this right. It's just ham and cheese, isn't it? I mean, cheese. you can't go wrong with it. Cheese is the, I think morning cheese is the best cheese. Really? You'd, you'd have a, a, a grilled cheese and ham croissant, wouldn't you? If well, you, before if cycling. You... <laughs> well, we've established that it's only cheese after cycling. Or can you have a, chill, a ham and cheese croissant before you go for your ride no i wouldn't but i mean if you actually um in 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 all honesty um i i don't like if i go cycling in the morning i don't like to eat anything before i go nothing at all radical take some food well you take take a bit of food with you and a couple of gels that's all you need because if you eat i find if i eat before first thing in the morning you know if i've had some food the night before i've got plenty of I'm with you on that actually, because I think when I go out for a run, uh, I mean, I just don't, don't want to run on a full stomach. But it's running when you're a bit full is okay. Cycling when you're full feels even worse. I think. Yeah. In the full yeah, stomach, it doesn't it just feel really uncomfortable? So. Mm. Anyway, it's for the so love. Anyway, of running. anyway, I should say, yeah. Well, you are listening to For the Love of Pog, a podcast uh, mainly about cycling, but also it seems about cheese as well. So I am here. Loz is here. Hey, I gave you a cheer. Uh, well, we've sort you of skipped over the cheers. I, I, I kind of, I kind of skipped. We can do cheers. I am here. Hey. hey. Loz is here. Hey. <laughs> Stu, oh, Stu is here. Hooray. Hey. And Andy is here. Wow. We're all here. We're all here. We're all present and correct. Now, we've got to start, and we've got to start with Love Welter. Now, it was... Uh, Stage 11 today, a bit of a stalemate, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, And I'm going to ask, uh, now that we have the TT, so the TT was yesterday, and we have a proper GC, is La Vuelta finally about to become La Belta? Oh, you thought that through, haven't you? That's really not on brand for this podcast. I hope nobody else has thought anything else through. That, oh, my God. That might be the high point of this uh, this particular episode for me. Jeez. So the floor, the floor is... We're floored. Your, I think we're floored floor, after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just think, obviously, we have, um, you know, it's been a bit crap up to now, but we finally have, after, after 11 stages, a close GC, don't we? I thought it was week two. I have no idea where we are. 
give us the update because I haven't got a clue where we are. Has someone been watching? Tell me. Yeah, I think it's been good. I disagree. I think it's been a good. I think it's been a good race so far, and um, and it's really intrig- really intriguingly set up because, you know, they're they're. Um, I I feel like the sort of cycling commentariat is still underestimating Sepkus. You know, yesterday I can't remember who was saying it, but yesterday somebody was saying, "Well, you know, the thing is, Kuss has still got a minute and whatever it is over." over that main bunch of GC favourites, which is essentially uh, Rog and Remco, um, and uh, maybe Iiso and, and um, Almeida as well. The, and the thing is, the, you know, but the thing is he always fades in races and he's unproven and, you know, he's usually on domestic duties, so it's hard to know. And, um, you know, he's, he, he, won't, he, might, he might screw up on the other stages and so on. And I just think, well, he's a pretty good climber. There aren't that many better, and there are, you know, the time trial's out the way, and he's defended a lead of a minute and something. So, but I think the assumption that Cus can't win it is quite a big one. Did do you think this was always the plan? Was for, for, to to was, put him in that position? Yeah, I was speculating that this week. Actually, I was saying this to Andy. I, you know, whether they've all, you know, it was Remco versus, uh, well, Remco and Vinegard and, and Rog. Vinegard sort of last minute addition, but maybe Cus was always that that option, and if. Um, just to sort of confuse people, really. It's his third Grand Tour of the Year, isn't it? Then he's, he's riding. He's ridden all three. Incredible. I know he hasn't raced all three, but is he coming in? And we we're talking on the on the coverage today as if he's done two massive training blocks with the, the Giro and the and the Tour, mm. and now he's in top form. And like yeah. you said, he's got he's still got a minute, hasn't he? Is it a minute, I think, or forty seconds. And something. And yeah, um, and that obviously in... Rog and and Vinegard can't really. Uh, well, they, they, they've got all the options here haven't they? So the stalemate today was interesting because it was as if Remco and um, Sudal Quickstep were saying, well, we're, we're still here too. So it's going to be, that's why I said, is it poised to be a, a belter? Because it just feels after 11 stages for me, it's finally got going really. But I don't, I'm not sure I agree with you, Andy. I'm not sure Kuss was always the option, was, was the option, but now he has become definitely an option. To win. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. I think it was accidental. I think he got away on stage six or whatever it was. And um, that was a huge miscalculation by the other teams, including probably his own, but they don't care because, um, you know, they've got, oh, well, I suppose um, it doesn't look like Ving's got, you know, it doesn't look like Ving's quite other races. So it's Rog or, or Remco otherwise, probably. But, um, um, but And the interesting thing there is that it gives, does does that give Ving the less pressure and maybe he's given, yeah. he, he can ride himself into this having gone off the back of the tour and, and puts himself in a possibility of just being around it to go for it in the last few in the last week or the last few days. Yeah, I mean, gives, I mean, it's ridiculous. They've got all the options, haven't they? It's three against one. I mean, it's it's mad. Well, I haven't. It is three I'm, against one. But Los, do you think? Do you think was 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 <clears throat> Ving the merciless? Was he here always to support Rog, or was he thinking, well, I could win two Grand Tours this year. I don't want Rog winning two Grand Tours. I want to be the one. I've won the Tour and I want to win the Volta. Therefore, I'm insisting I become part of this team because I'm in good form. But I, I don't know. I can't see him being like that. I can't see him being that kind of. That kind of rider that, that would force the issue there. I I think they chucked him in just to to put the pressure on the maximum pressure on on Remco. Yeah, yeah. I've just noticed you've labelled yourself Mark Soler, who we've entirely <laughs> forgot, but actually he could be a contender. He's second. He's, he's currently second. second. This is the thing. Soler, who was always sort of stage hunting, is actually second on. You've just overlooked thing. Mark Soler. <laughs> I know, and I will continue to do so. I'm not sure. 
I've ever has he ever been second in a Grand Tour at stage eleven? I'm not sure that's ever happened. He's, he's a bit of a wild card, isn't he? Doesn't he try a tantrum at some point? And uh, you know? well, he'll, he'll probably in a fit of peak, he'll, he'll uh, take himself out. The, he'll, he'll end up being out the top ten somehow. You know. Well, I didn't. I didn't watch the Netflix um, um, documentary, but he was. He didn't come out great in that one, did he? I don't think. No. No. I think he's a difficult, difficult. Do they say well the comments today? Difficult to manage. I think. Yeah, difficult to manage. Say, so. Yeah, he doesn't follow the team instructions necessarily. Yeah. I mean, clearly from our, I think we've lost him. Oh, he's no, he's there. He's well, there. I think he's, he's either checking his emails or dozing off. I can't tell which. I was trying to look at the reflection in his glasses to to see if I could see, you know, the the what he was the, watching, um, the email or what he was watching. Yeah. So okay, here's my take. I think Sepp Kuss can win it. I've seen him drink from a bottle of champagne. And if he can drink, if he can ride like he can drink, he's got a lot of stamina. Did you see him when he won it? He just, they did. He they said. Thinking. I thought, there's a there's a real skill in that and stamina. I missed it. Uh, there was skill. And they took the mickey about... About whether, yeah, about whether he might actually be a little bit hungover than it. It dragged so much it might have affected him the next day, wasn't it? It was incredible. Well, he was interviewed it? on Cycling Podcast and they said that he mentioned something about having to take some uh, indigestion tablets or something the next day to, to get rid of the birds. It was once, he didn't pull for breath either, he just kept, kept glugging it. It was like he was downing a pint of champagne. Thirsty boy. And I think it was a magnum as well, wasn't it? It was a big bottle. It was quite heavy, but he just kept going. So if you can do that, he's clearly got the stamina for it. But why I don't get is in the time trial is how come Vinegard didn't do that well in it when he smashed it in the Tour de France. Yeah. It doesn't really add up. I didn't get that at all. That's just you know the maths, the numbers, all of it just didn't make any sense to me. And he thought Randy's shaking his head. He just you think he might agree. No, I don't I mean I'm you just know that... watching the clip, sorry. I'm just watching the clip. <laughs> the clip of um of <laughs> Necking the it's, campaign. Yeah. It's twi- It's fifteen second glug. That's, yeah. It just goes and goes and goes. Yeah. I think it's again. It's probably it's probably an alcohol ban in Jumbo Visma. He's thinking, well, they can't ban me while I'm on I'm on pla- I'm on the podium here, so I'm just going to take it when I can. That's a lot of fizz. A lot of fizz. I think I I I mean today when Remco took off, you know, doing doing a Remco roglification, um, although there was nothing to roglify because there's no points left. He, um, When Remco took off, Kuss was the one who followed him right on his right on his backside and it, it and looked very sprightly indeed. I mean, you know, he may fade, who knows? I think they had to do that because I think the red jersey had to go after him. Otherwise, it would have been obvious that he's not the main man. So I get that. But I think, Stu, I agree with you, Stu. I, I couldn't understand that either. He seemed a little bit lacklustre in the time trial yesterday, which kind of gave, I think, probably gives away the fact that he's not the number one rider. It is Roglic, really. He's got to be knackered. He's yeah, got to be. I, I think so. I think he's there to support. He's there to confuse. He's still there on GC, and I think it's there just to rough it up. Um, I mean, like you say, Lars, earlier, they have three cards to play here, and Rem, there's a sooner quick step I've had the one. So I think. Uh, it's an abundance of riches, isn't it? They'll probably go and fuck it up now. Well, <laughs> well in terms of our predictions, our, our holiday predictions, mm. I was clearly holiday drunk when I was talking about Thomas. You, well, we, I mean, we all were. Though, I think I think I gave him. Yeah, I think we. I think we all gave him a little bit of a shout, didn't we? Uh, I think I went for Rog. Um, I can't remember what you went for, Andy. I should, I should remember. 
No, I can't. I wasn't actually conscious of speaking. Mark, Mark Soler. Cycling up, up that hill. Mark Soler, of course. Mark Soler, of course. Yeah, course. Um, what do we? Where, where do we stand on Rog? Oh, I love him. I don't understand him. Uh, what? Go on, explain the money. What's your context there? Do you mean lo- like or loathe or? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, okay. I lo- I lo- okay. I'm I'm with you, Matt. I really like Rog. I I think he's. Um, I've warmed to him actually. I didn't like him so much, but I I really like him, and I I just love his interviews. They're absolutely superb. I love his interviews. I I love. I just love his attitude. The way that he seems to be the same on and off the bike. But what I also love, I love watching him ride a bike. Yeah, I think he looks really nice. I know he spins a bit, but I really like him. And there's something I think there's something likable about him. Um. And when he wins, he wins with grace. And when he loses, he loses with grace. I, I just think there's something really, really lovable about him. Um, you know, this isn't obviously for the love of Rog, but um, maybe the <laughs> maybe all civilians are the civilians are the same. I don't know, but I'm a, I'm in a yes to Rog. I'm in the Rog camp. Stu, are you, are you in the Rog camp? Never met him. He seems all right. <laughs> <laughs> come on, roll with it, Stu. Yeah, well, I, I suppose my my. Overarching memory of him is when he blew the Tour de France in the time trial and him just lying speechless on the floor, Gatti. When I think of Rog, I think of that. He went across well, straight away, though, to say congratulations yeah. to Bernard, but I, didn't he? And I think that's the point. I think I, I don't I don't particularly like watching him as a rider. I think I'm, I find him slightly frustrating, but I have definitely warmed him. I'm the same with you, Andy. I think his character has shone through. And I think things like that, you know, that's a dev. What happened to him is devastating. Yeah. But he. He has dealt. He's dealt with it. I mean, he, that. I mean, he's he's quite an old, you know, older rider. Um, yep. Could have been. That could have been it. He could have just walked away from the sport after that. Really, you know, it was so devastating. But he's he's gone on and gone and won the Giro, you know, and and potentially can win this as well. So he's he's Palmares. Is you actually know, since then didn't there, he, hasn't he won a Vuelta and a Giro since then? Yeah, has he won two. Yeah, he's won two Grand Tours. So he's actually on Vuelta, Giro, Vuelta, isn't he? If he wins this. Yeah, I mean that would have been. Oh no, hold on, hold on. Who won? No, who won last year's Welter? Oh, uh, actually, Remco. 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 But Rog wasn't there, was he? Or was he? (laughs) Facts. Restrained. Too (laughs) close to facts. Yeah, we're getting um, careful. Too too close to actual useful information here, so that we want to to stay away from that as much as possible. We're on the downslope of the Welter Belter. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Well, I'm. I'm, I think that's a. I think that's a bit of a Rob Hatchism. Do you I think? Well, Rob Hatch has always clearly planned out exactly what he's going to say as they cross the finish line, and and um, I think that's you, I think that's very mean, much you, a Rob Hatch. You mean I pre-prepared that? Do you think that's what I did? You, no, I'm Damn. sure you just came up with it off <laughs> off the cuff. Um, how's your shopping list, Stu? Have they got any more uh, diverse since leaving Italy, or is it still essentially tomatoes? A lot of tomatoes and cheese. <laughs> cheese. No, but I mean, back in the UK now, I've gone back to bog standards, you know, delivery, and then gone down the local market. It's probably been a bit boring, really, but I'll, I'll up it again, Andy. Back to basics, isn't it? When you return home, everything goes, oh, it's nice to be home. It's nice to have some sliced bread or, you know, just something that you wouldn't normally have, you know, abroad. So, yeah, shopping's just gone back to normal. Back to the usual diet, salad at lunch, you know, beans in the in the in the in the evening. I I mean I don't 
I, I, I don't want to sound like a kind of middle class Provence Provence visiting pink trousery twat, but the the <laughs> the thing that, that might be difficult. It's a great <laughs> image. <laughs> the image is strong. <laughs> the image is a strong God. one. Um, but the thing that um, I immediately noticed going to the shop the other day to get some food as we had nothing in. We got home on Friday and had nothing at the weekend. Um, is the just the quality of the food in our shops is poor. <laughs> this is this poor. is modern. This is modern. This is Sunak's Britain. What do yeah. you expect? It's terrible. Yeah. It's literally the, the roof. The, the roof is caving in, as yeah. we've heard over the last few mm. weeks, a couple of weeks. It's uh, this is it. Yeah, you should have stayed on holiday. I know you were on holiday for a long time. Oh, he spent half a year on holiday, isn't he? <laughs> I was going to say. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I am right, a bit surprised that, to see you back. You especially notice it, don't you, with the fruit and vegetables? That's what you yeah. really notice it. Yeah. But anyway. Well, you can always. You can always get a good, good tomato, even in a you know fairly ordinary French supermarket. You can get a good tomato. Uh, but there's nothing. There is not a single good tomato in a standard British supermarket. But the thing is, we are very that, good at growing. Harsh. Yeah, I think it's a bit harsh. I had. I've got upstairs in my fridge. I had my. Uh, <laughs> not to sound upstairs like a middle class twat, but I had my organic. Are you wearing your red trousers as you say my, this? My organic veg box delivered on Monday, and I thought. <laughs> I tried some tomatoes today thinking, oh, my God, they're amazing. And they were grown in the... Actually, I better check this. <laughs> Actually, because Riverford have a deal with French farms. They so do. They're prob- they were they probably do. grown in northern France rather than Devon, to be fair. Yeah. So there you go. I've uh, ruined that argument. So uh, you're absolutely right, Andy. There are no decent tomatoes in the UK. <laughs> no, what Andy said, to be fair, was there's no decent tomatoes in the supermarkets. No. Oh, that's, um, even, that's even more damning, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, to be fair, I'm, if, we're getting, if we're getting into fruit and veg, I don't buy a lot of fruit and veg from the supermarkets. I'm lucky in that I've got loads of different, you know, albeit Indian or Pakistani stalls in Tooting, and they just have a better, better selection, cheaper, and you can get different varieties. So I've just segued into that. Yeah, I go to the local, I call the Turkish shop, 24-7, by the way, 24-7, all three, six, 365 days of the year. Yep. It's open with about 10, to- 10 types of tomatoes. Now, you're talking about tomatoes, right? I'm with you because I love our corner shop, right? I'm a big fan of corner shops, always have. So I went to buy some soy milk and it was quid cheaper than co-op, right? Which is only a mile away. And Nutella, which is very expensive at the moment, was pound fifty cheaper for the same size jar. Wow. The corner shops are the way to go, isn't it? I think you're right, Stu. It's all about supply chains, you see. Maybe the supermarkets have messed up their supply chains. A lot of cor- a lot of corner shops have that have those goods with the price on, so that they can't sell them for a ridiculously high price, don't they? Price mark pack. Um, yeah, that's the one. It like custard creams and that sort of stuff. Isn't it? For the yeah, love that- of veg, is that what we've strayed into? <laughs> well, for love of for, for the love of Tom Artos, isn't it? That's what we're talk- probably talking about. I'll now. tell you what we'll segue into. I might, you on. might like you taking control. Of it. I was going to say you, it, like, a lot of segues like, taking place without me here, but go on. So we're cycling on the continent, you know. We interested to get everyone's take on. Well, it. I want, well, I'm glad you've. I am glad you've said that because I was. Go, I was going to ask holiday cycling. So sorry, Stu. I've I've, I've stolen yours. On and back is segue there. Well, you know the best thing I saw from holiday cycling. We got a bus in Innsbruck. We got a bus to one of the um, one of the cable car stations to go up a mountain. And do you know what they have on the back of the bus? A load of bikes. A cycle rack. Yeah. I loved it. 
And there was a kid, I mean, he must have been about 14, 15, chucked his mountain bike on there, got on the bus, bus pulls in, he pulls the bike off, off he goes. He probably then chucked it on the ski lift and went up to the top mm. and then came down extremely fast. Well, I didn't see him get him on the ski lift. Mm. I only saw a couple of people on non-batteried, non-electric mountain bikes because it was pretty steep. I saw a few up there on electrics mountain bikes. But I quite like that. There's a lot of electric bikes. I um, I cycled in Czech Republic, Italy, and France, and uh, for fantastic cycling. All on your European tour this holiday. Say, on the yeah, European tour, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and um, uh, did a lot of cycling. Did a lot of rides actually. Some quite a lot of them, not that long, but um, all all hills and things. Really great. Came back and did quite a long ride on on Sunday here from West London, where I live, out to um, went out to Box Hill in a very cliched fashion. Honestly, in your red trousers. In my red trousers. Honestly, coming back, I've never. I, I so many cars. It was just because you know there's that time on a Sunday. So I went out about nine. It was pretty clear on the roads. It was a nice, really pleasant journey out. Nice. Got up to the top of Box Hill. Spilt mint tea all over myself, all over my red trousers. Cycle <laughs> back down. Um, it's funny. You spill tea all over you. Um, all over your bib shorts and nobody can really see, can they? Unless, of course, they're Remco white bib shorts, but I wouldn't obviously cycle in those anyway. This is getting too convoluted. Coming back, returning... A lot of tangents here, I did a lot of tangents. Returning back into London between kind of 12 and 1, and that at that time on a Sunday when everybody gets in yeah. cars and goes off to see their families, relatives or friends for their Sunday lunch. And I'm not kidding, I just was crawling back into London because I was having to dodge cars everywhere. Massive queue into Kingston, massive queue into... Richmond Park was shut for the triathlon, which didn't help. Massive queues through Richmond, massive queues into Putney, ah, just everywhere. And and in, I honestly, I hardly saw a car on any of my rides in Europe. Well, firstly, no one lives in France, to be honest, is well, it? Well, no one lives in France. So no one lives there. I don't know how it functions. But what was your of your three the three places then? Um, given you a lot of riding, where was where was the best ride? Where was the the ride of the holiday? I'd say um, oh, loads, but um, I had a very good ride. The kind of last bigger ride I did when I was in France. I had a really good ride around kind of uh, a, a sort of an area called Le Barony which is um, kind of north of Mont Ventoux. It's the area north of Mont Ventoux. Not mountainous as such, but very hilly, and there's a couple of really good coals. And it was just, I was surprised by how beautiful, I've never done that loop before, and I was surprised by how beautiful it was, but how in the space of 45 miles, I'd done 4,500 feet climbing. It's just, just up and down the whole time, no flat at all. That was fantastic. And then... Um, when we were staying in Italy, I cycled over from the town we were staying at, over and down into Portofino. Oh, God. Which is a very glorious ride along the seafront. Um, obviously, Portofino is full of a very different sort of idiot than myself. <laughs> and Loz, you didn't get a chance to, uh, in Croatia, you didn't get a chance to get out? It's the first time I've had a summer holiday where I didn't take my bike. Did, did no cycling at all. And actually, it, we were on an island brash just off, off from Split, and um, it it would have been lovely to have taken a bike. There were you could have hired um, e mountain bikes, but it was very it was it was quite a lot of off road stuff. Would have been quite good actually. 
Um, but I, I shunned it all. Shunned it all. Haven't been on the bike for a while. And Stuart, it was just family cycling for you, wasn't it? Yeah, just getting about. A bit of cycling in Portugal, which was nice. Very similar to when I was cycling in Copenhagen, using a bike as a means to get somewhere. Not seeing it as a, you know, a triathlon or a time trial. Just pootling along, enjoying it. Um, and then, yeah, but just looking at the other places I went to, lot good good cycle lanes, lots of people, you know, going about their daily business on bikes, which is nice. When I was in Garda, there were some flash bikes and, you know, lots of guys wearing the kit. They were seriously into it. Uh, and they, But that, to be fair, I think I mentioned to you on WhatsApp, that was on the weekend. So I think they're all going, right, let's go out for a ride. Um, There's a lot of was, very lovely, very lovely rides around there. I yeah, and obviously, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big lake as well, and it was the main crikey. I was on the southern tip, but um, quite flat where I was. Uh, a few little ups and downs, but I think all the hills, mountains of you know further north. Um, but no, it was nice, and you know, we have this all the time, don't we? When we when we cycle in France, as we've all done, the cars they pull over for you, they let you go, they're respectful of you, and you know, we don't always have that here. We do sometimes, but not always. It's a bit of a battle. And it's this whole culture that we've got in this in this country about cycling. And maybe that segues us on to the, the uh, you know, the Tour of Britain, you know. Well, be- before we get to that, I want to ask all three of you, actually, because I have not been on the continent this year. Stu, you mentioned e-bikes earlier on. When I was in France last year, Pretty much every single cycling sh- cycle shop I went past was was massive on e-bikes. So when you were out and about on holiday, how how pre- how present how prevalent were were the e-bikes? I'm kind of guessing they're kind of everywhere now. Yeah, scooters as well. Scooters big. I don't think I saw a normal bike. I think I saw every single bike person was riding a, an e-mountain bike that I saw. One thing I did notice, Matt, a few shops, quite a lot of shops with some old classic Peugeot racing bikes from like, you know, seventies or eighties. So there seems to be this sort of like, you know, trend and fashion of people getting into you know, cycle racing and using it as a sort of like a you know yeah, say a fashion statement or something to draw people in. So Andy- I saw I saw a few shops like that in different countries quite interesting. But there weren't even bike shops. And you did the most cycling though. How about for you when you're out on the roads? money e-bikes uh yeah lots and and um i think it's opening up because those you know those kind of places are very rewarding to cycle in but quite hard work um and i think it opens up cycling in those places to a lot of people who might not otherwise want to do it because you know they'd be put off i mean it'd be fine probably but be put off by you know the the hills and the heat and um and you know, e biking is the, is the answer. Yeah, a lot of the bike hire places are now kind of prioritising e bikes over other over other cycles. I didn't go up Mont Ventoux this time. I had the chance to go up Mont Ventoux, but it was on the morning as a friend that I know in the, in the area who was off up Mont Ventoux with a with a guy he knows who's seventy years a, a winemaker who's seventy years old and was celebrating by cycling up Mont Ventoux. And he said to his friend, "said Do you want to join us?" and uh, it was the morning we were leaving. I was quite tempted. So I'd probably be down by about midday, but Josephine, uh, I could tell by the look on her face, she didn't think that was a good idea. So I didn't You've do done it. this every year. You don't need to do it again. Was it that kind of look? It was more a, um, no, we need to be off before that kind of look. <laughs> no, if you do that in the morning, I that really will be the final straw. 
So obviously we started talking about La Vuelta, obviously Tour of Spain taking place, and uh, La Belta, La Belta, I now call it. Well, potentially La Belta. Stu mentioned the the Tour of Britain. Obviously, the Tour of Britain is taking place right now, and I think we're at stage four. I think I, I have no idea. Has anybody actually watched? Because <laughs> it's I, uh, embarrassingly to say, I have been following it. You wouldn't be able to remember which. I, I, well, the thing is, not only have I not watched it, I haven't really been following it either. So I can see I was frantically googling there to see just to see the result. Has anyone? watch the tour of britain and if we haven't why why we don't we care okay. about the tour of well, britain well first of all even in I, I know it is being broadcast on itv but i normally watch a lot of eurosport and it is on eurosport but i for the love of god could not find it in terms of even in the highlight stuff and where it should be for the love if of god if you look on their obviously. homepage now it it's 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 the welter then it's mountain bike then it's snooker and and it's not even it's not there on the ITV page? No, no, on Eurosport. Oh, Eurosport. Oh, well, on GCN, actually on GCN, the Tour of Britain actually appears first before the Vuelta stage for the live the live stage. So they're, they're, it's on the app, definitely. Well, weirdly, when you go to cycling, it's just the Vuelta and then the Simac Ladies Tour stage one, Tour de l'Avenir. So, so do we know who's leading the Tour of Britain? Stu, have you been watching it at all? It's a yeah. it's, it's a Yumbo guy, isn't it? Anyway, sorry, Stu, that was directed at you. No, but it is a Yumbo guy, I think. Stu, that's yours. But it is a Yumbo guy, I think. <laughs> is it a Yumbo guy? I watched, I watched Over the Over to you, Stu, Stu, is it a Yumbo guy? Yeah, this is, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was, the thing is, when I was watching it, no one was no one was leading because everyone was finishing at the same time. So it, and it, they're all getting, you know, the same time. So what they were doing is aggregating where you finished in the positions and then they, you work out the leader from that. I just watched the, the Welsh route from Wrexham, and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why, but maybe it's going back to the, the point of about the culture in the UK about cycling. But it's just not. It doesn't look as good as the other ones, does it? On TV, the production of ITV it feels very different to when they were doing the Tour de France, and everything about it. Even when you watch it, you know, you can see the Tour de France, for example. They're picking routes. They're picking like you know almost like picture postcard, you know, towns, villages, castles, uh, chateaus, vineyards. And then you're going through a housing estate in Wrexham. It's not quite the same, is it? <laughs> there is something, I'm I with mean, you, Stu. There is something where when you watch the Tour de France or the Vuelta of the Giro, there is something exotic about it because you don't quite, you don't know the area. It looks amazing. And I'm going to go out on a limb here because I, I don't know this for a fact. But the way when they use the the cameras for the Tour de France, they use a particular camera, that sort of sort of film quality, and they are very very expensive. And I just don't think they're used for things like the Tour of Britain, so it doesn't have that film quality to it. So I think there's a bit of that, and obviously they're not sending up four or five helicopters to get all the glorious shots. So I think it is production values because let's be honest, when the when the Tour de France was here, Yorkshire looked amazing didn't it they made it look fantastic and they have made the mm. tour of britain look brilliant in the past there are some incredible they're in the peak district and the late district four or five years ago when they went heavy when itv went heavy on on the tour of britain and it looked amazing but i think it's more i think you fit it it's about the production quality they just haven't spent as they don't they can't afford to spend as, as much money on the cameras and locations no, and, I mean... and um and matt barbette obviously <laughs> Matt Barbet is a not. I've met. Is a nice guy. 
I'm sure he's, he's a, nice, a nice guy. Did I tell you he was? <laughs> well, the, one, the first I'll tell you one thing I saw, which I'm a big fan of the show. I've never seen this in the Tour de France. You know, you have the uh, the police or the stewards waving their flags and blowing a whistle for, you know, um, road furniture or, you know, anything that can really, really hurt a cyclist at top speed. There was one in Wrexham waving a flag because of parked cars. <laughs> so the cyclists were Brilliant. going down the road and, and passing parked cars. But I've never seen that before. So they hadn't cleared the road at all? Not on one stretch, they hadn't, no. Was it a Nissan Qashqai? That would sort of sum the UK up, wouldn't it? Yeah, or it was a I think yeah, that, that like is Britain's best-selling vehicle, that. isn't it? It's a, I, think I think it is. It Cash is, guy yeah. is the Britain's best-selling vehicle. Lodge, you're still looking at the screen. I assume you're going to tell us who's who's first on GC. Uh, honestly, it's supposed to be on Eurosport.com. No, it's and there's right, it's Discovery Plus, and I literally cannot find it. I, it right, it's, so we. We it's don't ridiculous. know. I thought Va- I thought Van Aert would be leading this, or mm. Ethan Hayter well, would be the the two favourites. I, I thought. I've never heard of this guy. Go on. Quij, he's a Dutch guy. Yeah. Okay. He's won two stages. And who's second? He, well, this is what I'm saying before. Wout Van Aert second. Sam is it Sam Bennett third? Yeah. But they're all on the same time. All the top ten but are on the same time. Yeah. It, it it is. It's always that kind of race. Race though. It never yeah. has big gaps it's only because it's only a week and it's that basic they're all sprinty stages as well yeah there'll be a couple there'll be a couple of hilly stages a couple of climby things won't there'll be a time trial which that will win this it i still don't understand why we're not bothered we've got you know effective i know it's not a grand tour and i know it's what what classification is it is it a 2.1 it's one below isn't it i think yeah yeah so you're right the production values obviously make a huge difference but if you know, we're all into cycling, but I just have I have no urge to travel to go and watch it. That's what I don't understand. If, I mean, it's been London. When was the last time it was in London? A couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah, we we did go and see previous London stages with the kids, didn't we? Do you remember? Yeah. We did go and watch it, but, but I've never but the gone. Last tr- time the last time it was in London, I didn't go and watch it. I, I I'm more inclined to think, oh, the Tour de France is going somewhere in northern France, and. To get there to watch it would be more. It would be more like, oh yeah, I'll do that, than going to South End on Sea, which is not that hard to get to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Have you tried? Have you tried? Well, well, that's it's maybe the, that's the problem. It's the misery line from Fenchurch Street, exactly. Isn't it? The, yeah, uh, the, it's yeah, not. The, <laughs> the South End. You, cer- you you certainly can't put your bike on the back of that thing, but you should because when you get there, you'll need it. Um, the uh, yeah. The, the the sprint stagey thing for me is obviously t- turns me off the whole thing anyway. Yeah, but isn't it offsets for vo- the La Vuelta? Basically, the Vuelta has paid offset. It's paid to offset its sprint stages to the um, to the Tour of Britain, so it doesn't have to have that many sprint stages. It's like sprint offsets. I think you're right. Well, actually, but maybe that's the point. Maybe we don't watch it because it's never. Okay, here's the question: Has the Tour of Britain <clears throat> ever been? An exciting race. It doesn't. It doesn't capture the imagination, does well, it? I don't know because I've never the one year where you had you had Van Aert and Van der Poel, and that, uh, or was it Van Aert? Oh, and, and Ethan Hater. Ethan Hater. Yeah, and um, and he won Alan by Phillip. two. S- Alan, Alan, Alan Phillip. Phillip. And had that. There was an uphill stage where they were racing. It was a really. That was an amazing finish. I think that might have been the Great Orms. It was the Great. Yeah, it was Orms. well yeah. done. Yeah. Wow, we just did facts. Wow, well, we dragged that out <laughs> from somewhere. Bloody hell. 
It's accidental, really. More and there was that one Van Art won it by two seconds. Don't push your luck, man. Like, sorry, sorry. Okay, well, Andy, to your point, though, to your point, uh, why why have sprinty stages? Because let's be honest, they're not as it, they're just not as interesting. And so I cycle a lot in North Wales. Father-in-law lives there. There's some amazing roads. The, 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 the loops that I do around the Klim Peninsula at the top, and there's a 20% climb, and they have done a cycle race around there, but they're all really beautiful roads. It's incredibly picturesque. Yeah. There's some amazing high peak finishes. They're not like high mountains, but there are loops that they could be done that would be an amazing kind of finish in terms of a repetition of, 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 of short, shortish climbs. And, and it's never gone there. And I'm like, well, why? You know, I mean, it well, just makes no sense. Is it lost because um, they're cyclists and you're cycling? I don't know. Oh, I'm that's, just... that's probably what it is, Andy, <laughs> in my red trousers. <laughs> can, we, can we move on from red and just agree we should call them salmon pink? Salmon, salmon pink. Yeah, they are. True. There are yeah. some people what, in the no, area. No, but there's a web. Go on, Andy. Go on, go on. I was just going to say, I did see quite a few people. And they were always Brits walking around in salmon pink shorts and always with those um, straw hat things on. They are they are salmon pink, but the, there is the website, lookatmyfuckingredtrousers.com. Yeah. So Jeez. look it up. So they are red officially in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, I suppose, Lodge, it's because local authorities have to pay. Oh, they yeah. pay to host the stages, they have to pay to host the, the start and finish, and it all comes back to that. Where can they get the stages host, which is why they don't have you know, many finishes in London, maybe, because they're just not prepared to pay for it. But this is also the culture as well, isn't it? This goes back to, you know, Britain being a time trial culture because of all the the history of why time trialling became a thing, because they, who's the name of the woman that effectively... It was a a wife of of an MP back in 19... I'm going to get this, obviously get this wrong, 1912, something like that. Got road racing banned, and therefore the only thing they could do was individual time trials. And, And that culture still persists. There's some councillors in Chiswick that want the same thing, for yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that probably explains some fact. I mean, the finish must have been in Birmingham last year, mustn't it? Actually, I'm not even. I'm not even sure. I, I can't remember. Where is the finish this year? Where's the last stage? Well, I'm just saying. Oh, Birmingham. sorry, so it was a bankrupt. Yes, sorry, but a little, bit yeah. of, little bit of politics there, Stu. Yes, bankrupt, uh, bankrupt Birmingham. Yeah. For um, regular listeners of this uh, podcast, <laughs> I believe this year's finish is in Nice. <laughs> <laughs> On which road, though? <laughs> oh, well, definitely the uh, promenade or avenue des Anglais, whichever one it is. Yeah. Maybe it should. Look, every other tour starts somewhere else. Yes. Why can't the tour of Britain finish on the avenue d'Anglais? <laughs> or start in northern bloody France and we might go then. Well, this is the thing. Start in Normandy. There's a a link. There's a link. Clearly, the answer is for the tour of Britain to start and finish in France. (laughs) The avenue avenue of the English. I mean, come on. There you go. I I mean, but look, let's be honest with you. There's a lot of sporting events, isn't there? And trying to, imagine trying to fit this in the calendar. Trying to fit it in with money, viewers, all, all that sort of stuff. It must be a bit of a nightmare. I mean, you have, you have to chuck a lot of people, a lot of money at this to get the Tour of Britain up there. You know. Just for clarity, it finishes in Caerphilly. Back to Wales. Cheeselink. 
And that last stage has four Cat 1 climbs. Andy. Oh. Yeah, so um, I read that it was all sprint stages apart from that stage. I didn't remember that it was Kai Philly, but... Um, so there's no time trial? Uh, doesn't look like it. Live checking of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll. You could probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you could probably stop now and just go and check on the internet yourself. <laughs> Just press pause, come back, yeah. and then obviously email in or write in, as we said before, on a postcard. Well, shall we? Maybe we should. Maybe. What date is that? Oh, we can't do this. 10th. Is that Sunday? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Maybe we should get the train over to uh, no, Newport. Of course, of course, we're not going to do that, are we? Because we're in do the some live, live podding to just see what the tour of Britain's like. Well, Stu, what, Kai Philly, should we go? No, no, probably not. <laughs> there you go. A ringing endorsement there. I mean, for, uh, for Kai up. Philly, the Tour of Visit Britain. Wales. For Britain, in fact. A ringing endorsement for Britain, Yay! Wales and Britain. Eh? It's well funny, though, looking at the stages, all eight of them, you know, they're not exactly... They're not exactly on the you know the map of Britain for like places you'd really want to go to or visit. No disrespect. But, you know, okay. to your point... There's nothing in Scotland, nothing in the northeast. It's got some of the best countryside, some of the best scenery, some of the best beaches. And yeah. you know, in Europe, nothing there. It's just a bit random. You know, South End on Sea to Harlow, Felixstowe to Felixstowe. Come on, I mean, I don't know. Look, as I say, I'm sure there's a lot of planning that goes into it that we know about money and all the rest of it, but. If you want to try and compete, surely you'd stick a few in Scotland. And it, well, it hardly ever goes to Scotland, does it? That's always been the the complaint. It hardly ever goes there. Why is that, Matt? I can only think because of logistics and local authorities. I mean, and paying yeah. for the for the closing the roads and all, all the like you say the paraf- the paraphernalia that goes with it. I can only think that's the case. You said it's competing with other priorities. Is this going to bring the tourists in? Is it? Is, you know, is it? Does it fit with our agenda? You know, it's not a, we don't have a culture of stage racing or one day races in this country. It's just not there. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just not, there aren't that, you know, the domestic racing scene. If you listen to a lot of the, the, the young British professionals, it's, it's dying on its arse, I think, isn't it? At the moment there isn't, apart from crit racing, yeah. there aren't many, there aren't many uh, one day races in this country. That's the problem. And then of course, if you don't have one day races, your stage races are even further down down the pecking order, I think, really. So, but I suppose as well, answer. if you've got to close all those roads, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be complaining about cyclists again delaying their trip to work, holding them up. So, you know, where 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 do you do it so it doesn't disrupt you know normal business day to day life? I and am then... not moving. If I think I'm moving, my <laughs> Nissan Qashqai, they've got another thing coming. <laughs> I always park it there, and I am parking it there. Yeah. I mean, I, there's yeah, there's a, just a sort of general antipathy towards cycling, isn't there? Am I? I mean, yeah. there's a very large cohort of cyclists now in the UK, but there is just that. And then fit it in between the Rugby World Cup, the Cricket World Cup, yeah. Wimbledon, the Premier League, Women's Football World Cup, everything else that's going on. Yeah. The Uno X Pro cycling team is leading the team classification. I think that might tell you all you need to know. I think that's it. I think we might have to move on now from the Tour of Britain. I think we might have done it unless anybody else has anything to anything else to say. Nope. Um, but we fully endorse it and we're fully behind it. <laughs> well, 
We do. And there is and we definitely go and watch it if it finished in France. <laughs> somebody holds a kit, somebody called James Fouche, who I don't know, uh, riding for a team called BEB, which I also don't know, is the Pinarello King of the Mountains jersey holder. But I mean, you know, there haven't been any of them. So it's like King of the King of Getting Love. Over the Railway Bridge. <laughs> Move us on, Matthew. Well, Charles, does anybody does anybody have any AOB? I do. Go on, no, nobody else. Okay, I'm going to suggest. Can I suggest a name change to a to a rider? I thought you were going to say to the pod. No, no, no. Um, can can we can we rename Renko Remco the Belgian Bellyacre from now on, please? Event Paul doesn't really work for me anymore. He's been such a whinging a whinging man since the start of the Vuelta that I'd like to call him the Belgian Bellyacre. Can we uh, can we agree on I that? I think you're being harsh. Oh. He moaned about he moaned to the Barcelona stuff. He talked about circus animals and stuff like that. He had a go at Rog for uh, you know the non-sprint took the Mickey out of him. He's just he's just a he's a bellyacher. He's I I I like him even less than I uh, I did before the start of Welter, and that's saying something. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm putting it out there. That's big. But um, I just yeah yeah I don't know. He's just become a bit of a. Bit of a whinge bag. La Belta Bellyacre. So there you go. Will the Bellyacre win the belt? Well, that's okay. This is the final question for you guys, given that you're not going to. Uh, you, I'm assuming we can go with that name change. I'm just going to assume that we can. Uh, Rob. Oh, sorry. Rob. Who's, who's that? Um, final thought. Is it Rog, Remco, or other to win La Vuelta? Stu. I've already told you. So, of course. Yeah. Okay, other, all right, okay, we'll stick with that. Well, we, okay, you're with Step Cuss, Loz. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with my prediction. Well, he's gained some time today. Gained five minutes. Yeah. It's on the rise. All right, come on, give us a serious answer. Um, Remco. Oh, Andy? I'm, I'm, I'm with Stu. I think um, if... If one of the best climbers in the world has got a minute and something usual uh, podcast precision, um, I think that's hard to. I think that that's quite a hard. You know, he, he's going to have to blow up to lose. Well, he didn't lose the time. He hasn't lost as much on the time trial as they thought. No, so, so well, I think there's that no, there's no more. You know, but, it, no, but it is week one. But he is an amazing climber. It's, it's just loads, yeah, loads of cus, perfect cuss terrain between now and. Do we need to give Nice? Uh, to be honest, we've got to give him a nickname. Oh, if, yeah. he, if he's a player, then then we haven't. You know. We've been talking about him Sept- in, in a non-disparaging Sept- way. I mean, Sept- that's Sept- quite obvious. Septic, septic cuss. I don't know. Septic, septic puss. Septic puss. The only other set that I know is set Blatter. We could call him set flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as bad as uh, um, a bellyacre, actually. I'm, oh, I'm going to give that one some. Well, maybe what, maybe what we'll come back. Maybe we'll come maybe back to Seb Cuss. He's just, just the American. He's the American. Maybe the American right. for now. So, okay. So, Stu and Andy, they're voting for, for Seb Cuss. Loz, you're going for Remco. I am going to go for Rog. So, let's see just how rubbish we are when, when we reconvene to do, uh, to do this again. So, uh, shall we leave it there, chaps? Yep. Can yeah. I change? To, yeah. Can I change mine to Mark Soler though? <laughs> <laughs> no, you bloody can't. Who? <laughs> right. Bye 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 bye.